the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. In today's world, we as grandparents and great-grandparents play major roles in the lives of our grandchildren and great-grandchildren. The question is, what are we doing to influence their lives? Much is said about the financial, health care, and elder care impact upon the world. Yet very little is said about the priority of establishing a solid spiritual legacy to be passed down from generation to generation and leave it to God to take care of the rest. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us. Grandparents, prayer restores your passion for Christ. Prayer restores your passion for Christ. A prayerless grandparent is a powerless grandparent. A prayerless grandparent is a powerless grandparent. Satan is too busy and the world is too evil for us to have a deficient prayer life. Beloved, apart from a fervent prayer life, you will do ministry in the flesh and live on spiritual fumes instead of possessing power and passion for Christ. And some of you are existing on spiritual fumes. You're barely hanging on. James 5, 16b says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Grandma, Mimo, Momo, Popo, Granddad, whatever. Are you powerful and effective? And your family can sense the presence of God when you're around Grandparents, your grandchildren need you and they need to hear you verbally praying aloud over them with your hands upon them, which will be an unforgettable moment in their lives long after you've departed this life. I heard my granddad pray. I heard my grandmother pray. I'm here because of their prayers. Number seven. Only when you make up your mind to be passionate for Christ will you possess zeal for him. Only when you make up your mind to be passionate for Christ will you possess zeal for him. There is power in a made up mind. You have to make up your mind to be passionate for Christ. You don't just get accidentally passionate. Decide today that nothing will keep you from experiencing an an increase in your zeal for Christ. Romans 12, 11 says, never be lacking in zeal. Never, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. A made up mind is a mind that is determined and ready to do whatever the spirit of God is prompting you to do with energy. Do with energy. Those, those grandparents up here today, they had energy. 
uh, with intensity, with a heightened sense of urgency. Look at that verse. It says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Hold it right there. Spiritual fervor. In verse 11, this means that. So what does that mean? It means to be hot for God. It means to be boiling over with Holy Ghost fire for God. Being on fire for Christ. Grandparents, the older you become, the more on fire you should be for Christ as you serve him. Grandparents, I have a question for you. Have you allowed this pandemic to slow you down? Have you allowed this pandemic to move you to make excuses? One excuse after another. I was looking at the game, a little of it. Texas and um, Arkansas, Poe, Texas. <laughs> Poe, Texas. They were so happy one week and next week they're in depression. But what caught my attention? <laughs> I looked there and saw 70,000 people screaming and hollering with great heightened sense of enthusiasm at that game. And I was asking my family, I said, I thought we were in a pandemic. I said, look at all those folk, you know what? And they're not six folk, they're not six feet apart. I saw very few masks, and they were all there. They were they weren't thinking about the virus. I said, 70,000 of them in one place. <sighs> I can't come to church because Corona, Corona is on the last row of Maranatha. <laughs> it's on the last row. It's on the last row. It's sent by Sister Draper right there. I'm not going to hug her. I'm not going to touch her. That is a shame. All them folk out there and they team lose. And you have a God who wins and you can't come to church. 70,000? Seven, I don't, you know, they all get nervous with this, this crowd. It's 70,000. None of them worry. None of them worry. That's a sad day. You know what? God is counting on the church. He's waiting on the church. He's not waiting on the president. You know, he's not waiting on Hollywood. He's not waiting on some governor, some lieutenant governor, some mayor, some county commissioner, some judge. He's waiting on the church. And if you're scared to go to church, how how you going to make a difference? Don't... People are not afraid to go to strip bars. That's right. They're not scared to go to massage places. That's right. They're not scared to go to their exercise gym. They go everywhere they want to go and they're afraid to come to church. What is wrong with you? What are you going to get fired up? I asked my mother before she went home to be the Lord. She was in an um, assisted living facility, well taken care of there. We check on her often. I said, Mama, she said, what you want, child? What you want? I said, you know, it's corona out there. And, you know, these nurses at home, sometimes some of them are getting it. Are you afraid of corona? Child, I ain't studying no corona. <laughs> it was just a child. He said, I got God. He's going to keep me. And do you realize she was kept until she closed her eyes to be with him? She had faith in that nursing home. Listen. If you don't have faith to come to church, you're not going to have faith to go anywhere else and represent God. You're not going to have faith to win. If you can't say amen and, and bear you one another's burdens in here, 
pray for one another in here, love one another in here. We can't count on you out there. You can't even come and do it in here. <laughs> you, if you can't do it in here, I know you're not doing it on your job, nor in your neighborhood or anywhere else. Have you allowed the pandemic to slow you down, make excuses or live in fear? Or has it energized you to be more on fire for the Lord and determined to give of yourself in service to Christ for the sake of your family, for the sake of your church community and a nation in crisis? Number eight, grandparents who are filled with the word of God will make a lasting spiritual impact on their grandchildren. Grandparents who are filled with the word of God will make a lasting spiritual impact on their grandchildren. Renewed passion comes when grandparents delight and meditate on the law of the Lord, which is the word of God. The law of the Lord is the word of God. Your delight, you are happy, you are excited about getting to the word. Psalms chapter one, verse two says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. That's synonymous with the word of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night, day, night, morning, evening. The scripture also restores the joy of our salvation, which creates a passionate heart. You cannot have passion until God restores a spirit of gladness within you. Psalms 4, 7, 8 says, you have put gladness in my heart. Money doesn't bring gladness. People don't bring gladness. That's right. The game, you can go to the game and get depressed when your team lose. <laughs> there is a serious spiritual disconnect when you can read and know the word of God, when you can possess great church attendance, and yet there is an absence of joy in your life. Refuse to be influenced by bearers of bad news. Some folk love to be the first to share and text and email bad news. They're disappointed when they can't get to you first. You can't have joy hanging around naysayers and, and those who are pessimistic and, and your critics and detractors and joy killers. There's some folk you need to move away from. Now, if he's your husband, don't, don't separate. Or if it's your wife, you know, love beareth all things. Pray hard. Pray hard. Love suffers long. It's my spouse. It's my child. Hold it. You can't, you can't throw everybody away. That's a challenge to you. What if Jesus threw us away? We ought to be lost. Amen. <laughs> love forbears. Psalms 32, 11 says, be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous ones. You're righteous with the grandparents. And shout for joy, all you who are upright in heart. Psalms 51.8 also says, make me to hear joy and gladness. I like that. Make me to hear joy and gladness. Some of you listen to the wrong stuff. Conspiracy theories and some of you on the internet, you in all kind of garbage. You can't get glad like that. I like this one. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Number nine, passionate grandparents will flourish to their God-given potential in this season of their life. 
passionate grandparents will flourish to their God-given potential in this season of their life. The scripture says in Psalms 1-3, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. You as grandparents have a reservoir of life experiences. You've been walking with the Lord a long time. Many of you have degrees. Hopefully, if you don't have degrees, and and, and just because you have a degree don't mean you're wise. You can have a degree and be a fool. And some of you are without degrees, but you got the word in you, and you are rich indeed. You are richer than those with degrees. By now, you ought to be full of wisdom. By now, you ought to be full of knowledge. By now, you ought to make a spiritual impact and impart to this generation the word of God. Colossians 3.16a says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. You cannot part impart what you do not have. You have to have the word uh, resident in you before you can impart it to those who need it. This means you should be literally flourishing to your God-given potential, using the Holy Scriptures to make a difference in this troubled generation and generations to come. In this season of your life, you as grandparents should be flourishing. By now, you ought to be thriving, not barely making it. You ought to be prospering and making a spiritual impact in your family. You ought to be making an impact in Maranatha, in the workplace, in your retirement years. It is one thing to talk about how terrible things are and how bad the youth are in America, but how are you using your spiritual gifts and talents that God has deposited within you to bring value and affect this generation for Christ? Two more and I'm done. Number 10, a passionate grandparent continues to bear fruit for Christ in this season of of your life. A passionate grandparent continues to bear fruit for Christ in this season of their life. Psalms 92, 14 is a powerful verse. I just love this verse. They shall steal, even though you're 60, 70, 80, 90, they shall still bear fruit in, underline this, old age. Now, it didn't say anything about young at heart. It didn't say anything about I'm you season. <laughs> no, in in your old age. Come on, let's be frank. You and I, we are old. Now you're not gonna say it. So I'm not even gonna ask you to repeat it because you'll get rocks in your jaw. I I just had a birthday a couple of days ago. I am. I once was young, but now I'm old. She said, look how quiet. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. They shall, they shall be fresh and flourishing. If you are negligent in maintaining your freshness and vitality for the Lord, you will grow stale. You'll be old and unproductive. You must refuse to believe the lie that you are too old to be used of God. These people, 
Those, these grandparents should have inspired you. I was just stunned. I'm amazed. I didn't want a worship leader. I didn't want to see the same faces. I, I, I didn't want them complaining about I'm old. You know, you, you, now, you know what it is? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now, y'all old when you want to be old. <laughs> y'all play the old card. I can't walk up the stairs. They too. You know I'm old. You know. You know. <laughs> I'm old. I can't. So we, t- we put it down there. We didn't let you ask that question. We put it front and center. You didn't have to make one step up. I told Bill, don't put that. Don't 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 put that little slide mic down there. You know they're nervous. They're gonna that mic gonna be on the floor. Get a standing mic. Something that won't fall because they old. See, you have to think through worship. (laughs) God has a plan for your life. God has a will for your life, a purpose for your life right now. Not next year. It's not promised, not even tomorrow. Today he has that. The days are too evil for you to be coasting or quitting. Revelation 2.10b says, be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Finally, but not the least, y'all have hung with me and laughed through the message. As grandparents, you have a personal testimony because of being in the faith and walking with Christ for so many years. Grandparents, you have a personal testimony because of being in the faith and walking with Christ for so many years, which means you need to use every God-given moment to personally testify as to who the Lord is and what he has done for you to cultivate spirituality in your grandchildren as you hand down your faith to them. You say, Pastor, that was too fast. Can you slow down? And I'll repeat it again. I understand. As grandparents, you have a personal what? Testimony. You do. Because of being in the faith and walking with Christ for so many years. Which means you need to use every God-given moment to personally testify as to who the Lord is is and what he has done for you to cultivate spirituality in your grandchildren as you hand your faith down to them. Here's a scripture that just, it's just mesmerizing to me. I just love it. Psalm 71, 18, it says, now also When I am, uh uh-oh, that ain't word you don't like. When I am old, okay? The Bible calls us old. I like this, a conjunction. The conjunction is and. It leaks, leaks, links the old to the gray-headed. Now, some of y'all are not gray-headed because you have helped yourself. (laughs) Come on, let's get real. You know, some of it is black down here and it's up here and then now up there it's gray and some of it is some of it is not the color you want it to be, it just faded another color and just 
Or you're like me and you don't have nothing up there. Or if, you, if it grows, it doesn't grow even, even, so you just cut it all off. Because you're getting old. You know, the Bible speaks favorably about gray hair. Gray hair is beautiful. Some of you got gray hair. I look at your hair and I'm mesmerized. It is absolutely stunningly beautiful. Beautiful. Some of these folk are dying. They have some strange colors. Gray-headed. Oh, God, do not forsake me when I'm old. Don't forsake me when I'm gray-headed until I declare your strength to this generation. What generation? Your, your kids, your grandkids, your, your little ones around your feet. This generation. Lord, Lord don't forsake me. I, I still have some more witnessing to do. I have to impact. I, I need to repent for not redeeming the time with my grandchildren. Your power to everyone who is to come. You must testify to your grandchildren that the Lord your God is the great and mighty God and the same God who took care of you will take care of them if they seek after him with with their whole heart. You must also tell your grandchildren that the Lord is your only rock upon which you can build uh, your lives. Even in the midst of a changing, shifting culture with widespread drugs, the Lord is the rock. With political correctness, the Lord is your rock. With those around you who are full of self-assortion, uh, the Lord is my rock. In the midst of gender fluidity, the Lord is my rock. In the midst of transgenderism, the Lord is my rock. In the midst of relativism, the Lord is my rock. In the midst of cancel culture, the Lord is my rock. In the midst of killing babies and abortion, the Lord is my rock. In the midst of pornography, the Lord is my rock. In the midst of same-sex marriages, the Lord is my rock. You know, I was in an establishment yesterday, and I was talking to a gentleman, and he was, just, and then he just all of a sudden he said, "Oh yeah." Uh, and my friend over there, uh, uh, his 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 husband has this, and he just he just kept going. He said his husband had this, and I I, I froze. He said his husband, he just kept going. And he was just smiling. I I was stuck on his husband, <laughs> and I said okay. He I mean, he just and he just went on. He it just went on. It was just a happy thought. But the Lord is my rock. As patriarchs and matriarchs in our family. It is imperative that we make much of Christ to our grandchildren. As godly grandparents, we must be willing to fight to preserve the spiritual foundation for our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. The scripture says in Psalms 11.3, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Grandparents, Satan desires to destroy you. He desires to destroy your family and will, if you allow him, he'll do anything at his disposal to wipe your generation out. If you're not willing to fight for the very souls of your family, then you will lose your future posterity that God has entrusted to you. Grandparents, we are the pillows. We are the pillars who are responsible for giving our descendants a spiritual foundation, which is the word of God and is, is the only sure foundation upon which we can stand in this generating culture. Again, I repeat Psalms 11 and 3, finally. If the foundation are destroyed, 
What can the righteous do? And all God's children say it. And Father, we thank you for this message. We all needed it. And we realize that there are areas we've been convicted on, insights for living that we have fallen short. But you brought us here to challenge us. You brought us here to stimulate us. You brought us, you led the people here to be encouraged, to be challenged, to rise up, to be enthusiastic, to realize that their life has their life has, has purpose and worth and value. And you're not through. Help them not to just fold up their tent and just wait on you to take them home. But may they serve their, the rest of their lives all the way to heaven. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said, God spoke to you. God spoke to you, and God is speaking. And God wants you to make a decision for him. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. There are grandparents, and there are young adults. There are visitors that came in here not knowing you were going to hear this kind of message. And you said, oh, my goodness. I didn't know I was going to hear this, but I sure needed to. Perhaps you're not saved. It's a mighty good day to get saved, to trust Jesus Christ alone for your personal salvation. Or perhaps you say, I'm saved and I know Jesus, but I don't have a church home. I don't have a place where I can even bring my grandchildren, where I can just settle down and be at home and be refreshed so that I can mentor those little ones. It's not, don't let Satan deceive you into thinking it's too late for you it is not too late as long as you have breath in your body you have purpose you are valuable to God you are not an accident God left you here because there's more for you to do and he is saying come home my child come home He says, this is my first time in this building. I'm not coming the first time. Do you have another day? Is another day even promised to you? The Bible says, the day you hear his voice, heart not your heart. Don't put God off. To to say tomorrow is to look God in his face today and say, I'm not coming now. I'm going on my terms. That's a dangerous thing to do. You humble yourself. You surrender. The word of God says that wisdom and understanding belong to the old. And he commands us to let our lights shine among our children and grandchildren. Truly, it is time for grandparents to rise and shine for Christ in troubling times. By loving and patiently setting the spiritual tone for our families, we can make a difference and change will come. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210 210- 
821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.